Today's tale is going to sound very depressing, but it's not. How to lose your friends and alienate people is probably a tall tale uh, set to warn everyone about the disadvantages of um, being true to your personality. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Sangeeta Angela Kumar and this is podcast number 43 and you're listening to Planet Sang, which is my podcast. And as you can tell, um, the life of a podcaster or uh, sometimes even a media professional is not always a very um, lively life. Uh, it's an isolated one, it's a lonely one and uh, sometimes even if you're surrounded with um, like 100 people or 20 people or even 20, like 10 people, you can sudden, sometimes feel alone and alienated and today I'm going to like talk a little bit about that um, but it's not a depressing thought um, for people who listen to it and feel really bad for me it's not that bad uh, so with that disclaimer let's get started so my grandmother uh, my my dad's mom um, she was not like very liked um, although at her funeral I don't think I've seen so many people attend her funeral uh, the reason she was not very liked is because she was very strong about what she uh, felt, especially since she was a missionary. And um, she used to go and tell everyone, even like pastors and senior, very holy people to like repent for their sins. So um, you could understand why uh, she was not very liked because she used to call it as it is. And uh, we know for sure that she's in heaven and... Um, uh, the reason I'm saying all this is because I am nothing like my grandmother. If, like, when I mean that, I mean she was really noble and honorable and, and she had the right reasons to alienate everybody. Um, but I do everything for all the most non, uh, like, holy reasons, I think. And that's very tragic. That is the, that, that is the tragic part of this podcast. Uh, so let's get started. <laughs> When I was a kid, I because I was a latchkey kid and um, because my brother, my parents were working, my brother and I were left at home. And of course, I'm not going to blame my parents for anything because they were amazing parents and they were awesome. But uh, life was lonely. We didn't have any friends. We never used to go out. Um, I mean, we went out as a family to Nurullah's. We used to live in Delhi at that time and we used to go out and stuff. And of course, Sunday school was there and I did have a few childhood friends like... Uh, Ashish Richard and Kim and you know it's like Sunday school friends but um, I I don't remember really having f like childhood friends at home like all the kids in school would go home and then have their their own friends at home but my only friends were the friends I had in school and they didn't I mean I, I don't think they liked me very much because I remember of course now we're all good and it's all good like we're all friends and all but I was a naughty kid I was not not a particularly um, precious child like how my daughter is which I really feel like God has gifted me a wonderful child which is who is unlike me but um, I was a really I used to scratch kids I used to fight with them I used to like I mean in in my defense, I think it was just me going through a transition of not understanding why in the world I'm left alone. But um, you can justify whatever reasons you have. But the truth is, that my friend Meetu, I remember uh, she recently told me that she told her her kids that I scratched her with pickle in my fingers. Uh, and I was so like embarrassed. And I was like, please don't tell your children that. This is so scary. But the fact of it, the fact of the matter is that 
um there are kids who are um loved like me too was a very loved kid she was cute and adorable and she had pigtails and i was a kid that scratched you know um so and and much much more uh, i i i won't need to like go on and tell you all my horrid uh, all my teachers and dorm parents from woodstock would remember how naughty i was um but i remember namrata uh, namrata tamang told me i think in second grade or third grade that no one really likes you and there too i think in life there have been two things that have been said to me in school which i will never forget one is shivi pandit saying i had a kala mu which kind of defined my identity uh, in terms of ugly or beautiful um but uh, when namrata said it of course we she's a darling she's a great friend but when namrata said what she said as a kid i may i may have moved past um you know the instance or whatever but i never forgot those words and now like i'm 40 years old and it's been many many years since that conversation happened when a person a kid tells you no one really likes you um it, and you hold on to it and and it stays with you forever um it shouldn't have but it has um sometimes i do look at life and i say was namrata right um <laughs> but <laughs> yes so i have become a bit of an expert at alienating people which means that i'm perfect for this podcast so my childhood kind of uh, was already a little off like obviously i was a naughty kid i was a bit of a bully i uh, wasn't very uh, nice to friends and nobody wanted to be my roommate i remember in 8th grade uh, i think it was langley or not langley a1 golding or somebody i forgot one of uh, one of those two uh, girls i forget um they refused to room with me and i remember i was distraught like i i used to go to school early because i wanted to choose the like a good bed and a good drawer and a good cupboard and all that and i remember um i started crying because i was really upset about the fact that nobody wanted to room with me in out of everyone and i remember my brother laughing <laughs> as usual uh and saying this is going to be the best year of your life because um you're going to be rooming alone and i was like what are you talking about nobody likes me but you know what he was right um when no one decided to like me or room with me i did have the best room in the house i had my own room for the first time eighth grader you know I had my own room I had my own bathroom I had my own drawer I had my own cupboard I I didn't have to coordinate I didn't have to coordinate with anybody I just I had a small space so cleaning up was easy and I just 8th grade was probably the best year of my life and it was all because I was chosen to be rejected Now yes I know this sounds like such a life coach kind of lesson but there is always a silver lining to alienating people and that's also what I'm going to talk about um So that was kind of like my childhood um talking about um you know uh of course by college uh Shivi Pandit's words no longer resonated with me because I you know s- suddenly lots of my guy friends began telling me that I was quite beautiful so th- that was done like I although talking about dark and fair and beautiful and ugly one thing I do have I have noticed when you go to Delhi they don't like dark skinned girls but bombay loves dark skin girls so i think bombay was the best thing that could have happened to me because in bombay my skin was appreciated whereas in delhi i was like 
um uh, ironically she reported this from bombay but whatever let's not <laughs> i'll leave that part to my therapist just kidding <laughs> i'm not seeing a therapist i should um anyways uh so um so i've i've basically um what i've learned from um that lesson my early years is that some people don't like you and you just that's that's the lesson that you have to take Shivi Pandit didn't like me at the phase that Namrata was in she didn't like me very much and as i grew up i realized like of course i felt like oh either i'm really of course these were all issues i was going through but over time and of course even as a teenager and as an adult i would often wonder why this person is not talking to me or this person is not talking to me like recently i i um i was a part of a uh like a community and not recently many years ago uh and all the women uh funnily they didn't really like me i don't know why and and um it was this very weird kind of um like there was a girl who was literally like mean girls like it sounds like a mean girl plot but they they weren't mean to me but they were very like um oh we're all going for coffee but you're not invited type of you know personalities and i remember i would be shocked because you know this was a community which kind of encouraged you know fellowship and getting together and stuff but um i felt like i was the most hated person in that community um of course i kept questioning myself saying am i having a persecution complex am i so self obsessed that you know the world isn't revolving on me and all that nonsense but eventually um you you've got to roll with the punches there will be people in the world who like you and there will be people in the world who don't like you maybe there'll be most people that don't like you and you can't do anything about that so that is really my lesson number 1 um except that not everyone will like you and um yeah so that's my first lesson that i can teach you second thing is um uniqueness i know this is going to be really sacrilegious and i have spoken about this in the past but uniqueness doesn't pay um you like basically being different subjects you to rejection um like outstanding people are always outside um standing um w- that is a lesson that i have learned when i i mean over time is that you know like i i had a like i had an accent i was different from everyone i didn't speak the language really well i wasn't rich enough there've been so many reasons why I liked art. I didn't like I was non-vegetarian. There are always these personality traits that have made me stand out. And I really felt like my uniqueness could be appreciated. But over time I realized that being unique would just make me stick out like a sore thumb and it would give me uh, expose me to discrimination or uh, people like there was an office where the vegetarians sat in one place and they didn't let me sit with them because I had non-veg food. So what I'm saying is that in that state I think what you should just do is like forego your non-veg for evenings and during lunch time have you know sad vegetarian food like everyone else. I know I know this again like I said this is going to be sacrilegious but um being like um being unique is not always the best thing and standing out often means that you're standing out alone yeah I haven't I mean of course it's great if you become famous and rich and then you can be eclectic and um and all that but most people do not become famous and most people don't become 
Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos and whoever becomes super famous and rich. The point is that unique people often are just like they belong in asylums. So <laughs> on that note, um, be like everyone. And that's really important to know if like, for example, if you're young and you really feel like your uniqueness makes you stand out, no uh, uniqueness, even like even actors in Bollywood. A lot of actresses also say um, the best thing about me is that I can blend into any role that is given to me. If I am too unique, if I have a unique haircut or a unique accent, it makes me not be able to get parts. Like recently, I, I kind of um, skimmed through Bala, the film with Ayushman Khurana, and I saw Bhumi who, um, uh, as a dark-skinned girl, and I was laughing at the fact that the director didn't bother to hire a dark-skinned girl. Then I thought about it. Who are the dark-skinned girls? They're all the old actors who... Um, Bhumi's fresh. She's very congenial. She's very uh, adapting. You know, she's she's um, she doesn't ruffle too many feathers. So obviously they'll want to put makeup on a fair girl and make her darker. Then go through the whole process of hiring a dark-skinned girl. If they don't know a actor who they can get along with or, you know, the setting is good or... It's a, it's, it's a very comfortable working uh, experience. So people will always resonate to people they are comfortable with. And being unique often makes people uncomfortable with you. So that is another thing that uh, I wanted to talk about. And a lesson that I can probably help you with. Um, then another thing is... Um, be Don't be offended. I think I in my life I have rubbed people the wrong way constantly i mean recently i was just remembering the fact that some somebody offended me with something that they said and i really blew my head off like i was like no this is not okay and i remember eventually when i think back at it it was so stupid and it was so small and i could have totally handled it tactfully but the interesting thing is because of that little outburst that i had the consequence of that outburst actually lost me a good 20 friends not one friend because that person got upset and then the other person got upset and there was like a chain reaction of um oh you know like let's not all talk to sangeeta because she's not you know this is not persecution complex i'm just saying that don't be offended easy like you know how uh, bohemian rhapsody says easy come easy go um where when life happens just take it easy because you never know who you're going to offend and if you're going to offend somebody they you never know how much of a grudge they're going to hold on to forever and like when i was in um Ajdak during my stint little before i moved to ndtv a friend of mine from delhi uh, came and said you have so much um what was the word uh good like basically people have so many good things to say about you and now when i think about that i'm not speaking to any of those same people who had so many good things to say about me not because i'm not speaking to them but actually they've not spoken to me because i'm pretty sure i've offended them so having a very strong personality or uh, a strong feeling where you impose on others or um 
even if you're upset or hurt with what a person has said i think the best thing is to just keep it to yourself and maybe do a podcast about it just kidding uh, <laughs> no um but i think it's really important not to take offense and not to rub people the wrong way because you never know when that person is going to be um you know and the thing is this is also about hurting another person uh it's important not to hurt each other and i know in my life when i'm looking back um at my 40 years and i really am um i don't think uh, i'm like any of the friends that i've had in the past would even come for my funeral because i think i've hurt a lot of them and that's really really sad so and the funny thing is i'm actually not sometimes i'm not even sorry about it because it was just the phase i was in and you can't really apologize for it because how can you apologize for something you felt or said or i mean you can apologize but i don't know if it'll ever make it right but um let's just say i have a billion people to apologize to and rubbing people the wrong way or offending them uh, can really be a very high cost to alienating them so that is number 3 um be easy and don't be easily offended um and then number 4 is um people it's not just offending but um it's also um uh like uh you can create like some people just don't like you like um i know it sounds similar to what i said earlier but some people just um don't want to be your friend and some people just do not resonate with your personality and like uh, recently i met some uh, people and the husband really liked me uh, like me and my family but the wife didn't and i was like okay and the funny thing is you see when you're a kid you have to be friends with your parents have to be friends with the kids parents so they all can hang out right so when when you get older of course friends have to be friends but when you become married you have to become friends with everybody so if the wife doesn't like you but the husband likes you then you can't be friends with them because the wife also has to like you you know um so it is very rare i would probably say i have only one friend who is a proper friend where the husband and the wife and the child they all like me and my family you know there's only one person in the world who who I have I have that equation with currently um for whatever reason either it's like oh my gosh i i really like this person but i can't stand his wife or her husband or you know so it's it's uh it's very it's human nature and you can't really do anything about it but that's ju- that's just the that's just the way it is and finally um hibernation hibernation or filtering as i call it sometimes i've been doing this for years and what happens is if i'm going through a crisis which i kind of am quite often <laughs> oh gosh um uh it's it's good actually to like look at yourself and have a crisis and then get over it quickly hopefully um but whenever i go through any kind of crisis uh i go through i go into this hibernation mode which means i don't talk to people i don't call them i don't keep in touch with them i don't visit them i don't whatsapp them i mean of course there was a period where i was completely anti social and i wasn't even on whatsapp and i wasn't even on groups or whatever but um hiber- hibernation can offend people quite a lot i've realized this over time um that when you take some space like i had a friend um sukanya very wise friend i had she, she was 
I mean, I don't know if she's a friend, but yeah, she used to sit next to me in film fair, and we used to be. Um, she used to tell me that you know when you're when you're in a conversation and you're talking and you're friendly, you feel the person feels like the, you know a spotlight has been put on them. They feel like the most important person in the world, and then you go into your hibernation mode, and then they feel rejected. And I was so shocked because I was like, I didn't want to put any spotlight on anybody, and I definitely didn't want to reject anybody. I was just doing my own thing, and that's the thing, that popular people can feel alone, and popular people can. I mean, popular people means I'm not trying to say I'm popular, but what I'm saying is that when when you feel like you need a timeout, you are totally justified to get that timeout, but know that in that process you might isolate people. and that consequence you may not be able to handle like i have during my hibernation period i think on an average in a year i go through maybe two or three hibernation periods okay generally i mean i don't know if it's a seasonal thing <laughs> maybe it is um but during that time there will always inadvertently be somebody who's offended with the spirit of silence that i'm taking i mean sometimes i feel like i should just be a monk and i should go to the himalayas and sit in a cave and just come online on skype and just talk, chat with people for the days that i want to chat with people and then go back into my isolation mode i know it sounds really hilarious because i have i have a personality which seems like i'm really out, outwardly but i'm moody that way i i have my outward phases but more often than not i go into these you know like quiet modes for that i would say you should learn to be happy alone um because you will um like isolate people you will annoy people because of the choices that you're making or the uniqueness i mean i i want i i thought maybe i'll make like a sarcastic podcast where i talk about all the things you should do um which were completely different from your personalities but i really feel like if it means if your personality if being true to your personality means isolating everybody maybe that's your state of joy and maybe that's your state of peace and maybe that's the state of happiness if a person is bringing stress into your life or if a person is um creating a, a negativity which i know it sounds so jingalala that i'm saying all this but i just feel like you owe it to yourself to take a step back and say no i'm going to i'm going to do me right now you know i'm going to focus on my feelings and my um of course we should all live in harmony and all that of course and most christians listening to this will be like sangeeta are you actually christian but i'm not yes i struggle to follow uh, christ's principles and uh, god says love your enemy and all that and that's great and of course i can still love my enemy and still be quiet um but it's it's important to know like i don't know if you'll be helped with these lessons like um like i mean basically it's just five points like number one is be like everyone uh expect you know accept that people aren't always going to be like you and be easy and um i mean accept that people may not be like you and accept that people may not always like you um and then number 3 is of course be easy like don't get offended so easily and don't offend people so easily uh and be tactful if someone does offend you learn how to react in a way that doesn't isolate them and then eventually number 5 is that if you do ev- eventually offend everybody be okay learn to be happy alone and i think that is what i am learning now like i have offended so many people in my life and i have um i don't even have uh, a handful of friends and 
finally it's okay it's not the end of the world um i would rather have a quiet afternoon or an evening to myself uh doing what i'd like to do than to be surrounded with people i don't really care about so um these are a few lessons that i've learned as a 40 year old um eventually uh if you want to alienate people and isolate people and um then this is exactly what you should follow and if you don't want to do that and if you don't want to be alone and if you're like no i want friends please do exactly the opposite of what i have said all right okay that's uh, that's all i have to talk about it's a really macabre topic today um uh this is uh, episode number 43 and i'm sangeeta angela kumar and you're listening to uh, planet sang and i'll catch you with maybe a little happier uh, podcast next uh next time <laughs> till then you take care and keep smiling if you feel like it if you don't feel like smiling don't worry about it most importantly be true to yourself okay bye